Okay, here we go. Cal Ripken. Is Cal short for calorie? What is Cal short for? Calvin, probably. Oh, yeah, Calvin. I guess that makes sense. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. I don't know. Cal. Cal Ripken. I love Calvin and Hobbes. It's very meta, bro. Mmm, Daryl Strawberry. Sounds delicious. Mm. <laughs> I'd crack him open. <laughs> the drug use and homosexuality. Good morning and aloha, Biscuiteers. What a bright, big, beautiful Wednesday it is. We are broadcasting live from the Biscuit Bunker, rebroadcast through our friends at KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. The voice of gravy. Today's show is underwritten in part by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Taylor Swift's Overnight Alterations. Sometimes you need a tailor, and sometimes... You need a Taylor Swift. And also by Benedict Cumberbatch's Wholesale Brown Pigment. Get your next Umberbatch. From Cumberbatch. From Cumberbatch. Is strawberry some sort of term in the gay community uh, no, that I I'm not aware so. of? I think strawberry girl is a term in like, the hetero community. Oh, girls that have sex drug, for drugs? Yeah, which is like... Not drugs for sex. Why do the... Why do the girls get to have all the fun? I want to be, I love, I love, I love my little strawberry boy. All right, so now I'm vaguely remembering. Do they talk about that in that movie Traffic? I yes. feel like I remember them Absolutely. talking about that in a movie. Mm-hmm. Traffic, very interesting role for Topher Grace. Yes. <laughs> of Topher Grace's etiquette school. When you go for Grace, call Topher Grace. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so we got one heck of a doozy for you today on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Oh, we got a lot to talk about today, my friend. Let's give him something to talk about. Vincent Fody, my co-host, my cohort, my co-host, something. Lay it on me, String Bean. What kind of stops is the Biscuit and Gravy Train going to make today, baby? We got some stuff to talk about for Morningwood. Ooh, a lot of porn news, We're going to talk about Gluttony Club. Spoiler oh, so alert. Gluttonous. We even got some conspiracies to talk about. This is such a great show. That's why Biscuits and Gravy is the only show where one host will give the other host a Rolex. That's right. <laughs> I mm. gave you I gave you a Rolex last you did. week. Do you remember? I did. Yeah. I still have that Rolex. It was in a, my spoon drawer. It was a Rolex spoon. I didn't even know that Rolex made spoons, but apparently they did. Mm. And so is there any classier way to eat? Or consume gravy. I thought a Rolex the classiest spoon? way was in a hot tub full of gravy. Nay, nay, it's it with a Rolex spoon. With a Rolex spoon, you're born with a silver gravy spoon in your mouth. <laughs> um, we should mention, since we're still at the top of the show, that you and I are both Maui comedians. Yeah, dog, and we're funny, dude. And <laughs> some would some would say that. We had a show last Monday, and we proved that we were the smartest, funniest people in the universe. I, I will say that we, we talked a couple weeks ago about the Sonny Dennis Hecklefest. Yes. Friend of the show, Sonny, Sonny Dennis is on island right now. And I we use had, that term loosely, gentlemen. We had something called Hecklefest, which I had never participated in before. It's sort of like a roast battle, except it was like three against one. Doesn't seem very fair. Like, Did Wait. you ever see that show, The Doug Benson Interruption? Yes. Where it was basically... A comedian would do their set, but then every once in a while, Doug Benson would get high and just like interrupt them and add a, add a tag to their joke. Yes, which is somewhat funny and sometimes helpful. Yes, but that's what I thought that's, it was. That's, that's what I thought it was going to be like. Anyway, it's sometimes funny and, and somewhat sometimes helpful. helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hot take on Doug Benson. Uh, that's what I thought it was going to be like. Then when I got there, I realized it was a trap, and no. it just turned into roast mode. So it's Where it was just three comedians roasting one comedian trying to do their set. Roasting the one person doing the set. Roasting so people on stage. We've all done these sets as comedians where pretty much the audience isn't paying attention to you, unless you're amazing like me, and where you're getting <laughs> okay. roasted by the comedian. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're getting roasted, made fun of, heckled by some of the comedians. And this is born and bred out of Boston. I wasn't expecting to just get roasted by three comedians at the same time. So that's why when I I saw one of the comedians, I think Cody went up, and it was brutal because instead of, like, interrupting him and adding to his jokes, they were just ripping on him the entire time. Well, he did have a mullet, to be fair. He does have a mullet, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like when people wear 
fedoras and sit in the front row of a comedy show. You're asking for it. Mm-hmm. And Crocs so, too. So that's why when I went up, I came out swinging. I just had a bunch of roasts up my sleeve so that anytime they said something, I would just come right back at them and then move on to the next joke. I went a different route. You had a very interesting technique, which was to just talk over them <laughs> anytime they tried to say something to yep, you. <laughs> just violently yell at them. You were, it, you were, it was the Hecklefest filibuster yep, brought to you worked, by baby. Chuck Sauce. <laughs> I roasted the crowd a little bit. There was an emaciated Joe Coy that got his tab immediately. <laughs> I uh, I had a new, very offensive, very funny Asian joke about doctors. It was great. Uh, would you like to tell that joke on the Biscuit you know and Gravy show? I will. Yeah, I will say it. You know what? Right now. You're never going to get on SNL, so why not, why not? <laughs> put some career-ending material on there? I don't know why there's so many Asian doctors. The test is called MCATs, not mmm, cats. <laughs> <laughs> Love it! Oh man! Alrighty. Today's show's underwritten in part. I by have a Japanese friend who's a big Journey fan. She owns a funeral parlor called Don't Stop Bereaving. Whoa! Ding a ding ding ding. Okay, read your celebrity sponsor there. Today's show's underwritten in part by Loincloths by Lionel. Hello. Is it these you're looking for? Such a good joke. Finding loincloths will be as easy as Sunday morning. If it's they have new hours. They're open all, all night long. long. Today's show is also presented in part by Chris Hemsworth's Discount Tailoring. What are your Hemsworth? We'll hammer the competition. That's Chris Hemsworth's Discount Tailoring. A lot of great stuff to talk about in the Biscuits and Gravy show today, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Also, on the comedy scene, I should mention that next Monday, that's uh, May 31st, Memorial Day, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, I will be opening for Gareth Reynolds at I, the Playground. I haven't seen any ads for this. Um. Yeah, I think they're still getting all the uh, the marketing uh, worked out. Lame. But Gareth Reynolds posted an actual video, I think, Sweet. of him talking about the fact that he's going to be here on Maui. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. I unfortunately am driving my girlfriend to the airport during that show. So my oh, you're not going to be there? My house at 204 Luakaha huh. Circle will not have anyone in it. I can't wait to tell you, since you're not going to be there, I can't wait to tell you how great I did. I know. <laughs> oh, you weren't at the comedy show? I crushed it. I killed it. it. <laughs> it's like your friends that never get laid. I always get laid when they go on vacation. Mm. It's like, really? Never seen you have any game with yeah, anyone ever. I have a girlfriend in Canada. But, but you go on vacation with your parents. Where do people in Canada lie about their girlfriend being? Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, in, in the state that's mostly beefy men, that's so crazy that your girlfriend would be there. So You're such a man of sexual prowess. So, uh, yeah, I mean, j- if you think about it, statistically, nobody has a girlfriend in Alaska. How you been feeling lately, Chuck? I partied too hard at a bachelor weekend for a couple days, and I don't know if I got hungover or if I got sick for the first time in a year and a half. Um, I lost my voice, got a little bit of an ear infection. I think you're hungover. And I think I may just be hungover. I don't think you got you got sick from doing too much acid. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe from staying up for three days and drinking a <laughs> handle of Jameson? I don't know. Well, that'll do it. That did do it. I got my second vaccine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm fully I vaccinated. I got this week so we can go back in the studio in June. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> okay, that's lovely. <laughs> that's not the sound I was looking for. This is the sound. This is what I hear every day when I wake up. Because <laughs> I got the, the Bill Gates nanobots coursing through my body from the vaccine. But I got to say, I gotta, it's, it's nice that um, in the future I'll be able to go out and not wear a mask. The CDC said people don't have to wear masks anymore if you get vaccinated. But our mayor does not agree with that, and the governor doesn't either. So people in Hawaii keep wearing their masks. Love gravy. More about love gravy later. <laughs> Speaking of uh, love gravy, have you heard? did you hear that Bill Gates is uh, single once single again? Single and looking at Christian Mingle. <laughs> His divorce w- lawyer is the same person that Jeff Bezos used. And right. What a great client to have. And star of that 70s show who was accused of rape. Uh, his, he's using the same lawyer that Bill Cosby used. That doesn't sound good. Right. Exactly. If you're, if you're standing trial for sexual crimes, 
Nothing says innocent like getting the same lawyer as Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby. Yeah. Was it Michael Jackson and was the Bill guy's Cosby. other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like when you when you are on trial for murder and you hire Johnny Cochran. To like get at this you point, it's if like, you're strangling your wife, maybe you should not hire Johnny Cochran. The other guy from that 70s show, Topher Aston Grace. Kutcher, is like <laughs> on a mission to stop human trafficking and to help women and hide, apparently. Got some stuff to hide. Mm-hmm. Now, can, now, let's see if you can guess which one of them is a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that Bill Gates got the same divorce lawyer as um, Jeff Bezos. Yes, of course. You gotta, you gotta be involved in the same conspiracy how, groups. How I am. good, how good of a lawyer do you have to be before you start getting every richest man in the world? I don't know, man. To come to you, and I mean, didn't. Didn't Jeff Bezos lose like half of his money? Didn't he have and to give? And he's still the richest guy ever. Right. It's but like when the guy from Walmart died and gave his fu- his money to the six kids, the six Walton kids. They automatically still became like the six the top six richest, richest people, people in the world. That's like if I lost five sixths of my weight and was still morbidly obese. <laughs> it's not good. If you're representing somebody in a divorce case and the wife gets half of your money. Is that good? Don't, don't you think that that's not a great divorce lawyer? Now, the conspiracist theorists, of which I'm a part of, Vincent Fodi, the smartest group of people in the universe, on Facebook, think that this is actually a defining moment for us because this is a huge transfer of wealth while the stock market is really high. I believe, Vincent Fodi, that these people are actually manipulating the stock market and these divorces are well thought out Oh, you, you think they're getting around the, the gift tax? Absolutely. Wow. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. Because the gift tax, if you give somebody in your family or something like that a large amount of money, you get taxed on that, right? Yes. I mean... The government takes a big old bite. According to, you know, that one movie... <laughs> <laughs> what movie? Um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course. Oh, but as well, we learned in the Shawshank in Redemption, life. the government allows for a one-time deferment yeah. of those taxes. Or if you get divorced, similar, you don't get, have to get taxed on all of it. It's the biggest transfer of wealth, and you know this pandemic, Vincent Fodi. Okay, now not you're thinking. People actually died of COVID, and we shouldn't be making fun of it. I feel bad for all those people that died, but. That doesn't mean that 2020 wasn't still the greatest year. The greatest of my year life. of our lives. It was pretty dope, dude. I got I was on unemployment for a whole year, which means I got paid to do nothing, just like Jeff Bezos' wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know what you get to put up with. This is the best possible thing that could happen to Bill Gates because I mean, I'm sure Melinda Gates is very nice, and not to be rude or anything, but she does look like a guy, right? I mean, who knows? And I mean, if you're Jeff, I mean, think about this. Bill Gates has been the richest guy in the world or one of the richest people in the world, for like 20 years. Yeah. When he got married on married on, on Lanai. Lanai, he rented out all of the commercial helicopters uh, for the week before, then the week after his wedding. Yeah, so that there um, could be no paparazzi. Because he really wanted his privacy, said the person who has Microsoft stealing all of our information. Right, and doesn't... Uh Zuckerberg owns a yeah, huge doesn't Zuckerberg own a bunch of Kauai? Yeah, and he's got he's got a giant wall around all of his property because he values his privacy. He does. Isn't that adorable? Chuck? So, fun fact about that wall is the no trespassing sign is written in that very distinct white and blue Facebook. Oh, I thought you were gonna say wingdings. No, it's written in that. It's good. And there's a woman that sells eggs on that road, and you can buy these eggs and write on his wall. True story. Oh, that's. <laughs> You can find it in Kauai. That's nice. But, I mean, think about it. All right. What I'm saying is Bill Gates. Yes. He has so much money, right? All the the monies. Bill Gates could afford to buy an Olympic-sized swimming pool and fill it with Thai hookers and vegetable oil. Now we're talking, And he's wasting his time being married to Melinda Gates. Melinda! Like, Like I'm saying, no offense to Melinda Gates, but... Bill, All the offense to Melinda Gates. It, uh, Bill Gates could be on a private island somewhere getting his balls licked by Playboy bunnies. Yeah. And he's wasting his time flying around the, the world trying to wipe out mosquitoes with Melinda Gates. Come on, Bill Gates. Treat yourself right. Now, why are they splitting up right now? Is it just not working out? I don't or, know. Do or we know? is it, in fact, that the, the microchips that he and Obama 
are putting inside of us have gone too far, okay? Maybe when he became the, the America's largest landowner earlier in the year, she had enough of it, okay? Or maybe it's the recent uh, revelations that he had closer ties to Epstein than we previously thought. Um, now, we are going to be talking, there was a recent development in the Jeffrey Epstein case, which we'll be talking about later on the show for Conspiracy Cookbook. Right, so well, let's, let's make sure you stay some tuned of the nuts for that. And the bolts in the show, and I have wild speculation on Bill Gates' sex life. In other divorce news, John Mulaney got divorced as well. Second time in rehab this year, and uh, he did get divorced. He's been with the same woman for seven years. Right, and I think they, they own some very cute dogs together. They do, and they have a really cute apartment in New York, but yeah, it's over, baby. That was, they had like a a very cute, like rich New York couple life. Nothing gold can socialite. Stay. A pony boy. He talked about that a lot in his his most recent stand up. I think the one that was that was the one was that the one on Broadway that he recorded. Yes. Yeah, that was actually a not, a not bad stand up. I like John Mulaney's comedy. I've seen him stand up a couple times. He's remarkably funny. I mean, he's he he's is really funny. On the notes, on the notes hilarious. And uh, he but drug and alcohol. But he's getting divorced, and life. he is now reportedly dating Olivia Munn. No way. So. John, somewhere out there, John Mulaney is doing a line of coke off Olivia Munn's boobies. Now, that's a name you can scream when you have orgasm. Oh, <laughs> Munn. Olivia. <laughs> so, I believe John Mulaney is living his best life right now. Oh, good, good for you, John Mulaney. Good for you, John Mulaney. You deserve it. You're a funny guy. He's, of course, a writer on SNL. Yeah, he wrote for own, SNL. He's just a shows. super funny guy. Funny guy, man. Um, He's in a good episode of Terrible People where he... Oh, right. Spoiler alert. He's like a bubblegum heir who hides <laughs> Nazi paraphernalia. <laughs> and it's a hysterical episode. I wonder if he was from Australia. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a gravy boat. Hitler's reference. gravy boat. Mm. So, yeah, we have do we do have some stuff coming up for Spoiler Alert and Gluttony Club. But first, let's jump into the nuts and the bolts of it, Vincent Foti. Yeah, let's get into our first are you, for, are you feeling good on a wednesday i'm Joe? feeling the most good on a wednesday. wednesday i'm neither feeling good nor is it wednesday so let's just hop in the morning wood morning wood on kaku kaku 88.5 the voice of maui morning wood with vince Fodi is underwritten in part by chris brown's batteries get charged with battery <laughs> from Chris Brown. <laughs> Morningwood is also underwritten in part by Tim Allen's Wrenches. Great for turning, state's evidence. Thanks for getting it dialed into KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show on KAKU 88.5, the Biscuits and Gravy Show, Maui's number two radio program. Today's show is underwritten in part by number Benedict two. Cumberbatch's <laughs> Umbrella Patches. Hey, Vince. Leaky Umbrella? Don't just patch it up. Cumber batch it up. And listeners like you. And viewers like you. Today's show is also brought to us by James Franco's Hot Dogs. His Franks are frankly the best. Frankly the best. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got two items for Morningwood. Chuck, do you have anything for Morningwood today? You know what? Out of all the days I have Morningwood, I think I'm a little flat today. Mm. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get Morningwood again after getting my second vaccine. Oh, lordy. I think, I, nice. I think I've been sterilized. Good. That No, sterilized <laughs> just means you can't procreate. Okay, here's a fun article for you, Chuck. You ready for this? Sure. A sure thing, Vance. In New York City, there's a prep school named Columbia Prep. Oh, of It's course. for like 8th to 12th grade, you know, so like high school, 8th mm -hmm. grade and high school. They've come under fire this week because they had a mandatory... A porn seminar that they that they made all their students attend, um, and it <laughs> it was a porn seminar, and they went over all these different terms that were used in mainstream porn. They also talked about what categories were popular in mainstream porn, including milf teen, including like step brother and sister okay. porn. Which I would be interested in hearing what they had to say about that because I guarantee they did not have the correct take on it. No. Th Which, again, no one contacts the professionals, the biscuits and gravy. Nobody shows. contacted us when they were doing their research, but we as we know, people are like, Oh, everybody wants to have sex with their stepsister. No, these no. videos traffic to these videos is thumbnail driven. It's because when they're doing the stepsister porns, they it's just they get hot young people. they get younger actresses yeah and younger porn actresses tend to be hotter porn actresses so and as much as i like to see a school being sex positive the parents were not very happy about this 
And you know what surprised me is that the children, the students were not very happy about what it. What a lame prep school. Now, <laughs> now to somebody that's your your age and my age, we would think like if if they did something like that in school when we were in school, I would make nonstop jokes. We would be thrilled about it. Like, oh my ki- lordy! Kids would have been would have loved to attend something like that. Favorite part about sex ed growing up, Vincent Fody, is that our school, my Catholic school, I went to had chalkboards forever. They just replaced the chalkboards for whiteboards. And do you know what my class did right before the sex uh, ed? You switched out the markers with Sharpies? With permanent ones. Permanent Sharpies. So, so that boner was written on the wall. <laughs> the doctor came in. He's like, I'm a cool doctor. I don't know why they call them boners. There's no bone in it at all. Here, let me show you. And then St. Mary's Grammar School covered it up with a religious poster. But we all knew it was below it, bro. We all knew boners was written below it. They covered it up with a poster like in Shawshank Redemption. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just like in Shawshank. (laughs) You know, I think that people should be a little bit sex positive, okay? We need more sex positivity in this modern culture, especially with with OnlyFans making, making sex work more safe and more financially viable for the average person. Um, the only thing that so you want to know why the kids weren't stoked about it? The, why? the kids were like, "Ugh, this is so annoying." Everybody already knows about porn. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, high schoolers already watch a lot of porn, well, and good for them. they don't need to take a class to learn about porn. They probably knew more than the people teaching the class. Honestly, about that's porn. true with so many things though. In life, yeah, right? so so the the kids these days they know more about porn and about OnlyFans than the adults that are trying to teach them at this point. So next we're gonna talk about we grew grass. up in a time where porn literacy wasn't something that we really had at that age. No, we had magazines in the woods. Who was who were those people? Or trying to download something when like it was so slow it took it like all night to download it. Now I can just get any movie I want all the time in my pocket. I know. I was just talking to a friend of mine. We used to be really big into movie trailers and before YouTube existed, you could only watch movie trailers online by going to quicktime.com, <laughs> which was it was a subdivision of Apple's website because Apple the company Apple makes QuickTime, which is a program that you could watch a streaming video on. And so you had to go to QuickTime.com, click under their, their link for movie trailers, and then they would have a bunch of movie trailers that you could watch. And these were these movie trailers were like f- like 240p. You know, it's not like 1080 like or 4K high ones. definition videos. These are very low quality movies. And you to watch like a 30 second or minute movie you would have to start downloading it, and it would take like an hour. And we would sit there for an hour waiting for the video to load up, and then we'd turn off all the lights and be like, "It's a, we're about to watch the movie trailer. And we felt like we were at the movies. Yeah, it was so cool. it was just one video for an hour. And if you think about it, a movie trailer is a commercial. <laughs> we so were like work. stoked to watch a commercial, which makes me even Previews, more mad Jerry, when I think previews. about <laughs> Do you remember, have you ever watched a movie trailer on YouTube and before the movie trailer comes on they there's make another you, preview there's, they make you watch a commercial I'm like the mo- the movie trailer is the commercial Are you sure you don't have you're making me watch red? a commercial to watch a commercial and no I don't want YouTube premium nobody wants YouTube premium no one has YouTube premium <laughs> nobody will ever have if YouTube premium if you have premium. YouTube premium give us a call at 808-873-3435 I, I think I had YouTube premium once because I signed Malarkey. up for the free trial Malarkey. I signed up for the free trial so I could watch Cobra Kai Oh, yeah? Yeah, because remember back in the day when Cobra Kai was the only Remember when one? porn didn't need previews? And now it's like, <laughs> oh, jerk me. Yeah, because there used to be no co- no self-respecting company would advertise before porn. And now people are like, why wouldn't we put an ad before a pornographic video? Millions of people are watching these videos. Now, you said you had another story for Morningwood. Um, okay, so here's the second one. This is a fun one. Isabella Del Torre, Australian pornographic actress. She was recently voted... Australian porn star of the year. Ooh, Del Torre. Isabella Del Torre, or Isabella Del Torre, I guess mm-hmm. if she's like Italian. Ooh, yeah. And Isabella is kind bull, of an Italian yeah? name, so maybe. Ooh, baby. Uh, Isabella of the Bull. Ooh. Del Torre. Yeah. Del Toro. Do you want to take a guess at what she did before she got into porn? Hmm. Carpenter. 
No, that's a good guess though. Yeah. Because she was in a male dominated profession. She IT? was she was a prison guard. No. So she was first of all, she was super hot. And a super hot female prison guard already sounds like the beginning of a porn movie. Yeah, if right? anything from Columbia Prep has taught me. <laughs> I don't even go to Columbia Prep, and I know all about their curriculum now. <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is like the beginning of many a pornographic video. All, it's like all the a, good ones. A sexy, hot... And so she was constantly getting cat called by all the prisoners yeah and she's like you know what if i'm going to get objectified i'm at least going to get paid for being objectified so she decided to pick up a part-time job as a stripper mm. and and her first night of being a stripper she made the same amount of money that it took her two weeks to make at the prison oh, so damn. she called she sent them an email that night and said that she quit and oh, then I she was stripping it. she was doing like uh house call stripping stuff and nice. then she ended nice. up becoming a porn star now look at her she's the she's the Australian porn, porn star, star of the year. Australia. Wow. Yeah. Give it up. I wonder if she goes down under. Who knows? Oh, you know she does. Ooh, baby. So mm. Isabella Del Torre. Check her out. Koala bears have herpes, right? Oh, all koalas have herpes. That's why I don't I don't trust Australian strippers at all. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, Chuck. Well, all this talking about porn has gotten me hungry. It, I got a hanker in for a chunk of meat. I'll tell you what. Do you want to you wanna do a little uh, gluttony club? I'd love to do a little gluttony club. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU and the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I am Chuck Sauce. He is Vince Fody. We are two Maui comedians who love nothing more than cooking, comedy, and Watching a little bit stuff of gluttony. Today's show is underwritten by one of our lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors, a true favorite here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show, Bruce Springsteen's String Beans, grown in the USA. I was. Today's show is also brought to us in part by Benedict Cumberbatch's Slumber Mattress, available exclusively at Chris Tucker's Mattresses. And uh, Bruce Springsteen's String Beans, now open on a new location on Thunder Road. <laughs> So Gluttony Club, eh, Vincent Fody? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I know I've talked about it a lot on the show, but I'm doing another venison osoboco, baby. Ah! Osoboco? Oh, yeah. I love osoboco. Ooh, baby. I like oxtail osoboco. Mm-hmm. I like veal osoboco. And uh, the venison osoboco that you made before, that was pretty darn awesome. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to toss it in flour. Sear it in butter, <laughs> and then uh, cook a bunch of onions. Let me, let me guess. It sounds like you're going on another the jacuzzi adventures. Yeah. Right. So get the juices out, and then I'm going to add a can of crushed tomatoes, a can of chicken stock, a lot of wine, and I'm gonna and a ton ton of onions. I'm gonna cook that down, then let that cool off, and then I put that in a bag with the seared. Asabuco that's still like raw and gross and unhygienic. And then I put that in a vacuum sealed <laughs> bag and I put that in my meat jacuzzi yeah, don't for an entire day. Don't eat raw Asabuco. No. You have to cook it first, Chuck. And then you take it out. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good because it, per- it always cooks it to the perfect temperature. Mm-hmm. It takes a little longer, but it's so also good. It's also good. That's why they call it Osobuco. <laughs> um, you know what I had for the first time recently, Chuck? What? I tried some of the Jollibee chicken uh, sandwich. Oh my god, it's so good! So I love Jollibee's chicken. And have, their, have you their had spicy their spicy chicken? Is so good. Have you had their uh, their regular fried chicken? Yes, absolutely. But their spicy fried chicken is is the best. That's why when I go, I usually get a bucket, but then we do the half and half oh, because okay. they split it up, and you can get half. I love it. Half regular and half spicy because so I like both. you've never had the Jollibee chicken sandwich before? So, no. I, every time I go, I would get the burger because I love Jollibee's burger. It is good. I don't know what they I'll put on there. I'll get the palabak. Palabak. I don't know. <laughs> palabak. Which, of course, is like white. I don't know what palabak is, but it's sure darn fun to say. I don't know. It's like crispy pork and like shrimp that I don't know could be that small. Palabak. And noodles. And that comes with a piece of fried chicken and gravy. I don't know why it's so good. Now, that's a meal, baby. Mm-hmm. So I love their chicken, and I always get their burger. I don't know what they're putting on those burgers, but it's so good. MSG. It has, a, del- just it has a delicious, intangible quality. I can't put my finger on it. It's glutamate. That's what <laughs> okay. they put on it. It's delicious. It is. Well, it is delicious. It's so savory. It's, it's <laughs> Yep. We keep saying the same thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I had never tried their spicy chicken sandwich. It's so good. So Actually, I, so the regular chicken sandwich is, is super yum. I finally got it, and man, I was really impressed. I would put it up against most of the fried chicken sandwiches on the market today. I would say it's better than Chick-fil-A's. I also had, yeah, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Chick-fil-A is a pretty good one. I also recently, I had the Jack in the Box chicken sandwich again not the not the big cluck one that they were doing oh, as the a other special one. yeah just the regular one on the regular They're two menu for six on the app right now oh yeah, really for dinner mm, yeah. don't forget you can download that jack-in-the-box app they got all kinds of great deals on they there. do not support us in the same way that britney spears hair cutting scissors for the best in shears get, get britney, britney spears, spears. underwrites the show or gary coleman's coal burning furnaces what you talking about furnace or Alan Watts light bulbs. Get illuminated with Watts. I bet Sonny would like that sponsor. You would. Um, you know whose app you shouldn't download? Burger King's. Also, Taco Bell is a garbage app. F you Taco Bell and F you Burger King. Burger King always has the worst app. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's the worst app because the app works okay. The only thing is there's only one Burger King on the island, and they don't accept the deals on the app. Oh. So they're one of those, you know how whenever you watch a commercial for something, it's like available at participating locations. Well, the Burger King here is a non-participating location. Thanks for nothing, Burger King. My problem with the app is that it crashes as if Matthew Broderick was driving. Oh, man. Okay, that's rough. Just runs over my two for five dreams. Okay, let's (laughs) let's get back to talking about um, chicken. (laughs) So chicken's good. So speaking of jack-in-the-box chicken, I recently tried for the first time also, this is something that is kind of on the newer side. Have you tried jack-in-the-box's popcorn chicken, Chuck? No, I haven't. Yeah, jack-in-the-box has popcorn chicken now, and they, the same way Jollibee will do the mixed bucket for you, Mm -hmm. they will also do mixed spicy and regular popcorn chicken popcorn is just like chicken. extra breaded chicken like it's not nuggets it's whole it's whole chicken but it's cut up yeah popcorn chicken is just like diced up chicken it, it's like chicken extra nuggets breaded. but like but a little bit smaller and yeah, rounder cuz nuggets are like pulp yeah nuggets are like pressed these are just like chunks of chicken that are that are like deep it's that fried chicken so yeah. what's what's your take on it is it good it was pretty darn good nice i got to say I'm um, hungry. That's why <laughs> I ate a lot of Jack in the Box this week. That's why oh. the night that we got our vaccines was the night that we went to Jack in the Box and got a ton of Jack in the Box food because, you know, you want to treat yourself nice for doing the right thing, getting your vaccine, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to get some comfort food to help you feel better after getting the vaccine. And then that night when I got the second vaccine, I had like a fever and I got some sweats, <laughs> but I. I couldn't tell if it was from the vaccine or from eating $30 worth of Jack in the Box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's that tummy. I don't know if it's a vaccine or eating $30 of Jack in the Box. <laughs> so it's hard to gauge which, which one it was. I'm all about the loaded uh, nachos and the loaded taters. They're so good. I mean, I mean, yeah, they are pretty good. So good. It, it's just like a pile of slop, but yeah. it's it's good slop. <laughs> it is. That's good slop. Some slop is good slop, baby. It's good slop, Not baby. all. I, I feel like slop gets a bad rap. Like look about look at Sloppy Joes. Sloppy Joes are awesome. Sloppy Joes. Pigs love slop. I love slop. I'm a pig. I'll eat out. Yeehaw. Tr- I'll eat out of a trough. Mm, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta take slop back. Yeah, let's uh, let's have it. Like like the the gays got the rainbow. I want to take back the slop. You want to take back slop? Slop and trough. <laughs> I want to both. Take those back, baby. You already you already reclaimed the feed bag. Yep, <laughs> that was a good bit. That is a good bit. I was telling people about that when you when we were doing the comedy show, and I and had, you had Cheetos. You in had my Cheetos mask. in your mask. So you're just walking around with food in your mask, like a feed bag. That was delicious. <laughs> I was very excited about that. It was am hysterical. Um, oh, okay. So one of the new places that I happened to eat, we just ate there today, as a matter of fact. Um, you're we went all over the place. We went dude. to Penny's Pizza and Pasta. Oh! Triple P. Which, as we know, is in. It's located in the same place where Fred's and. Moose McGillicuddy's. Fred and Moose's, exactly. Where 808 Bistro used to be. Eight, and where 808 Deli currently is. Ooh, yeah. 808 Deli, probably my favorite lunch spot on the island, I gotta say. Bar none. Bar none. Um, their pasta salad, that's unbelievable. Now, Penny's Pizza and Pasta. Now, they're around where 808 Bistro was uh-huh. before. And remember how good their their Love short it. ribs were? Loved it. 
Their short ribs were second only to Gannon's, I so think. So is the pizza any good at this spot? I'm going to go ahead and say their pizza is pretty darn pizza's good. pretty Jack. good. And, you, right. and you know, I happen to be sort of a pizza connoisseur. I'm a professional pizza slinger. I, at one point, I was working at two pizza places simultaneously. More than one point in your life, you've worked at two separate <laughs> pizza restaurants. Manoli's and Fabiani's. I was working at both of them at one point. So I'm no stranger to pizza. And I'm going to go ahead and say, Chuck, it's a quality pizza day. They quality got a, pizza there. Over at pizza, pizza, Penny's Pizza in Boston. We wouldn't say any qualitative statements, but we could catch you enjoying pizza there, right? Right, exactly. Yes. And they, it's, uh, I, it. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's like a wood-fired grill. Definitely is. Because it's, uh, when the pizza comes out, you can tell it's got a little bit of that, like, smoky charring mm. around the outside of it without it being too dark on the bottom. And it's just got a really good flavor. I like the crust. It's not, su- it's like, Crispy around the edges, but not super crispy. I don't like my pizza super crispy. I like my pizza. I mean, honestly, I like, I like my, I li- pizza, man. I like my pizza a little bit on the doughy side, even though I know that's not very popular opinion. I just want it to taste good and hold together. Yeah, that's all. And uh, we we got a pizza that I had never seen before. It was a pizza that had sausage, onions, and dill pickles. On the pizza, I, which I had never seen before. Of all the pizza toppings, I don't think I ever remember seeing pickles on a pizza. Although I've put pickles on everything else. I like fried pickles on a burger. They call that Angelica Pickles mm. upstairs. That's right. They do have the Angelica Pickles mm. burger. It's and, good. And uh, that other place, Wiley Kitchen. Oh, yeah? Wiley, remember when Wiley Kitchen was Wiley Kitchen and Tap? Yes, they before do. They, they had the fried pickles Before they too. dropped the tap, they had fried pickles there. Well, that was know. good. I love that Angelica Pickles burger. It's so tasty. Did you get anything else? I forgot all about pizza? that. We did. We also got a, because it's Penny's Pizza and Pasta, we also got some pasta. What kind of pasta did you get? We got a spaghetti, and it was topped with Italian sausage, peppers, and onions. Oh, so one of my favorite sandwiches of all time is the sausage, pepper, and onion sandwich, which- th- I love it, too. Even when I was a little kid, that was like my favorite thing. And oh, so yeah. That's one of my favorite things to make and eat. It's definitely like the best Italian comfort food. It makes me feel like a little kid again when I eat that. But I got to say, the pizza with the pickles on it, is it good? it's so delicious. Wow, I'm blown away. I can't believe I never thought about it doing it before. I think they use, like, the medium round size pickles, like the ones that you get from Costco, okay. like the gherkins. Of course. And they just kind of, like, sliced them, and they had little slices of At what point in the pizza baking did they put the pickles on the pizza? I'm going to say it was probably before it goes into the oven because they, they weren't – they weren't like all like wet and juicy and and like what? room temperature. They're they, hot pickles. They seemed like they were cooked with the rest of the pizza. I'm blown away. Yeah. So you know, good on you, Penny's Pizza and Pasta. I never even thought to do that, and you came up with something totally new that surprised even a pizza connoisseur like myself. And that's Penny's Pizza Minute right here on BGR, the Biscuits and Gravy Show, right here on KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the Voice <laughs> of Maui. Uh, that segment was brought to us by Bob Dylan's Dill Pickles. Looking for something Jewish and shriveled? Look no further than Bob Dylan's Dill Pickles. Coming up on the show, we got Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo, a little bit of Conspiracy Cookbook, and spoiler alert. But first, a word from our sponsors. Like you know that Bob Dylan has a new flavor of Dill Pickles? Yeah, he has, uh, instead of dill, they're flavoring it with thyme. Oh. And the thyme, it is a change in the flavor of the pickle. I love it! <laughs> Okay, that was a little bit of a Today's reach. show is underwritten in part by Brad Pitt's Peaches. There's a little bit inside every peach. Today's show is also brought to us by Don Couch's South Maui Discount Couch House. Looking for the best discount couches in the South Maui? Look no further than Don Couch's South Maui Discount Couch House. You know what they say, Chuck. Don't sleep. On the couch. On the couch. And listeners like you. <laughs> and listeners like you. Vince Fody, I'm having such a fun time here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I was really hoping that you would uh, watch a bunch of TV and spoil it for me. Could you do that for me? Sure, Chuck. Sweet! Uh, not only can I, I already have. Chew! <laughs> you know that just because I started working again, Chuck, and I'm I'm, I'm back among the working class. Back do- in the saddle again. Doesn't mean that I still don't spend hours and hours watching TV all the time. Of course not. I just don't get to sleep as much anymore. Now Vincent Fody, home of watching TV all day or <laughs> day. So I just uh, have to get up early and start watching TV before I go to work. What are you going to spoil for us this week? Um. All right. I don't. I don't like spoiling a lot of stuff because I want people to be able to enjoy this segment. But 
I will spoil. We're at the three thousand listeners, Vincent Fody. I think you got to spoil it for some of them. All right, I will. Sp- <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Handmaid's Tale. Okay, spoiler alert: that future could be us if we didn't elect Joe Biden. <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. It's a it's a fun show. It's this is in a dystopic future where women aren't able to have kids anymore. The birth rate drops off dramatically. There's only a few women that can still have kids, and they have to wear red and white. And they're they're sort of rounded up and put into camps and forced to breed to help bring back the population. Okay. And the reason it's called the Handmaid's Tale is because in the Bible, if you had a wife and she couldn't procreate, you would get yourself a handmaid. I think. Was it Abraham had a handmaid? Yeah, her name Abraham, was Sarah. by the way, complete trash. I can't believe there's like three <laughs> different religions based on this dude. Real, t- like Abraham would totally live in like New Jersey right now. He's a complete <laughs> trash monster, and I can't believe people worship him. Go on. She has been stuck in Gilead since season one, and in the most recent episode, she finally got out and escaped. To Canada? So she had a chance before to get out, but she didn't want to leave because one her one of her daughters was still being held prisoner there, Ew. and she didn't want to leave without her daughter. But her daughter is so far gone and so well protected uh, that she's never going to be able to get her, so she just decided to bounce. So now she's finally out of Gilead. So we're, it's very interesting to see where this they're going to go. It's a critically acclaimed show, right, Vincent Fody? It is a critically acclaimed show. And then I know they're signed up for at least one more season. So it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with the rest of this season and the last season. Because most of the story was about her trying to get out and trying to save her daughter. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this. And what, what is this on? Oh, that's on Hulu. Okay. It's one of the. It's few, strictly a Hulu show. It's one of the few good Hulu originals that they no actually way. have. And also on Hulu, I gotta say, there's something good on Hulu that I just watched. It's a documentary called The Orange Years. It's about a TV channel, orange. and the TV channel was known for having an orange logo. Hmm. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. That's oh, absolutely no way. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ding 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 ding. I am the smartest man alive. <laughs> So, yeah, as you probably remember, when we were growing up, Nickelodeon was a big thing. Let's get yaked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, something new now. <laughs> People were getting slimed. Um, and so Nickelodeon was the first television channel that was exclusively for children. There had been other other channels that did kids programming. Mm-hmm. You know, like PBS it had uh, Sesame Street and stuff like that. But no channel was exclusively for kids. So when it first came out, it was actually Nickelodeon from 6 to 6 and A&E, Arts and Entertainment, the most anti-children network <laughs> from the other 6 to 6. And then around the year 1993, 1994, depending on where you lived, it separated and became its own network 24-7. And people in our generation were in that perfect sweet spot where we kind of grew up our entire lives and our entire childhood with Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I was a real young kid, that was one of the old, that was one of the channels that I was watching where I was watching like Nick Jr. stuff where I was watching like really face young. on Nick Jr. of Hi course there, blues clues here, blues clues and and I was watching stuff that was like for real young kids David the Gnome David the Gnome which is originally Spanish and they cut it up and butchered it so we saw a completely different version of it yeah Nickelodeon what they were doing they couldn't afford to to get a lot of their own original programming because they were like. Nobody wanted to do shows for a kids' channel because that was unheard of at the too, time. Right. So what they decided to do was they would just get other um, kids' cartoons from from other countries like Canada. That's how they got. There was a show called You Can't Do That on Television, which was originally a Canadian television show, and that became one of Nickelodeon's biggest shows, especially because that was the first show where they introduced sliming people, which became a theme throughout the entire Nickelodeon channel. Smoky. Yeah, and so then. They really hit Pater when they came up with, like, Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy, which were the three original Nicktoons. By the way, Ren and Stimpy, not a child show at all. I mean, that's some trippy-dippy stuff, bro. And one of the things that was cool about Nickelodeon was they they really admired um, artists being able to do their own thing, so they didn't put a lot of restrictions on the creators when they were doing cartoons. So they were f- the creators were able to kind of express themselves fully and there was some 
adult humor that got slipped into Ren and Stimpy. Perfect case. There was a uh, there was like a yeah. like a like a mental asylum that was in an episode of Ren and Stimpy, and if I remember correctly, it was called Morningwood Asylum. Wow. Which was a joke that I did not get for many many years. Mm. Uh, but there w- it was just. It, it was a big dose of nostalgia because I remember almost every single TV show that they mentioned on there was a show that I remembered watching. They also featured Are You kids. Afraid of the Dark, uh, Doug, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern hey Life is dude. so good. Oh, my God. We were talking about that before the show started. Hey, dude. Terrible low-budget TV show. Le- Legends of the Hidden your, Temple. Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts was a great one. It was a TV show where they interviewed different kids, and they would kids would tell them the, the neighborhood game they invented, and then they would play it on TV. Oh, I don't remember that one. That was a good one. They were talking about Nick Arcade. Yeah. Uh, Nick News W5. And, of course, all that, baby, oh, which launched the career of oh, Keenan Thompson. Oh. And also uh, the Keenan and Kel show. Yeah. Which I forgot Coolio did the sound the the theme song for. Yeah, he did. Whoa, we just dated ourselves. And, and Coolio said said in the documentary they interviewed Coolio and they talked about how that was what he said that was probably one of the most influential songs that he ever made. Oh, man, was the theme song for Kanan and Kel. They also talked about how I think it was Coolio was on an episode of All That, and so. They were all like in the back smoking weed, and the none, because all the performers were kids, they weren't allowed to go hang out in the back. So they're all like peeking around the corner, like, "What's Coolio doing back there? What's that smell?" <laughs> <laughs> so good times. It's called. It's a documentary called The Orange Years. It's very fascinating, and if you're are in the same age group as you and me, you know, like Check it out, I- in your thirties, I definitely recommend watching it because there's so many so many cool things that you forget about and so much stuff going on behind the scenes at Nickelodeon that you just didn't know about. It's very eye-opening. Live from Universal Studios, bro. In Orlando, Florida. Remember Stick Stickly? Yeah. Getting slimed, man. Getting slimed. Remember they had um, uh, What Would You Do? And they had the Pie Pod. Yeah. I would have given anything to go to the Pie Pod when I was a kid. Oh, man. Yeah, and they, it was really crazy because for a while, P&P. when they had the Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida, they were starting to rival Disney. Yeah, and, and that then, was the lull in the Disney years. For yeah, sure. and then at one point, and then the lady who helped create Nickelodeon eventually got stolen from Nickelodeon and went to go work for Disney. So Bummer. she kind of stole it out, but at the same time, she got rewarded very well financially for all of her hard work. So I have something for spoiler. If we want to I don't like gears. to begrudge people I for do. being successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd really hate me then, Vincent Vody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so <laughs> successful. I need to be begrudged. I saw a really funny movie uh, called The Death of Stalin. came out in two- 2017, flew under my radar. It's uh, a really funny movie about Stalin <laughs> dying. <laughs> okay. So Stalin's alive in the first, like, 20% of the movie. Spoiler alert. Who plays Stalin? A no-name character. Who's the guy that played Lincoln? The guy who's the shoe cobbler now? Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. I want to see a Stalin movie starring Daniel Day-Lewis. He kind of looks like he could play a good Stalin. I almost watched There Will Be Blood last night, but I saw this one Uh, instead. By the way, There Will Be Blood is on Netflix. Yeah. So if you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, one of the greatest... I take my milkshake. I drink your milkshake. If you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, it's one of the greatest movies... Of all time. Of all time. Make sure you go watch that immediately. It's on Netflix right now. And uh, it's a very good uh, allegory. That's very anti-religion. Yep. And, and Daniel Day-Lewis is amazing. Daniel Day-Lewis gives an amazing performance. I think it's way better than Games I think he York. won an Oscar Games for that, didn't he? Did. He did. And also, I believe that was directed by P.T. Anderson, one of the greatest Ooh. directors of our generation. So, The Death of Stalin is a black comedy. Steve Buscemi is like... A bumbling minister of like the interior. <laughs> You're gonna say he like played Stalin. I would love to see him, him play Stalin. It's just Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, dude, is just so great. And they just make fun of Russia so much in the movie, and it's all like these dummies, kind of like plotting to kind of see like who's gonna go what in it. So and is it uh, is it more of a biopic or is it more of like a comedy? It's a comedy. I mean, part of it's true. I looked up enough of it. Um, but did you ever hear what Stalin said about his son? 
No. His son tried to kill himself and failed, and Stalin was <laughs> like, he couldn't even do that right. So <laughs> his son in the movie is a raging alcoholic, and he's so bad at coaching a hockey team <laughs> that they had the other hockey teams they had hockey back playing then? Crash. Yeah, in the in 1950s they had hockey. Vincent Foti, of course. Oh, was Stalin around the 50s? Yeah, I didn't realize it was that recent. After World War II, baby. Oh wow. Jeffrey Tambor plays. The Wait, other would you lead. say that their their plane crash because their plane was Stalin? Hey, only the props were. <laughs> so uh, Matthew Tambor's the other guy in it. Hysterical, hysterical. Jeffrey movie. Tambor. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Of Jeffrey Tambor's tambourines. Hey now. Hey now. Shake things up with Jeffrey Tambor's tambourines. He and C. Buscemi do a really great job in that movie. They carry it. Uh, most of the other actors in there couldn't place them in much, but boy, oh boy, was it good. Watch the whole thing in one sitting and uh, check it out, man. The death of Stalin. Well, you watch an entire movie in one sitting? I have ADHD, Vincent Foti. I can't even sit still for I know. This With show. today's attention spans, people are lucky to watch a whole Quibi show. Oh, <laughs> lo- that went out already. I'm so upset. Oh, yeah. Quibi's gone. Quibi was the only place to catch the new <laughs> Reno 911. Quibi, <laughs> Quibi was the only streaming platform um, that lasted as long as their shows did. <laughs> today's show is presented in part by Lincoln's Links. Abe Lincoln loved sausage, and you will too. Get thinking, get, get Lincoln. Lincoln. Abe Lincoln's sausage links. Oh, one more thing on the Nickelodeon bit that we were doing. They're rebooting Legends of the Hidden Temple. For adults. It's going to be for adults. It's going to be on the CW. How about that? Oh, baby. I want to go on Legends of the Hidden Temple. If you are into cartoons, don't forget that Invincible the entire first season is streaming on Prime. If you haven't seen it, that's an awesome show to check out. It's sort of a, a dark comedy spin on the superhero genre. And if you like Star Wars, uh, right now we're watching Star Wars Rebels, which is another cartoon Star Wars series. It's really fun, especially if you like Darth Maul as a character because his character shows back up in Clone Wars and he shows up a bunch of time in Rebels. So if you like Darth Maul, check Rebels out. So this takes place when, like before Luke Skywalker? It takes place after the original trilogy. Or it takes place after the prequel trilogy, but before the original trilogy. Okay, so before A New Hope. Yeah, so it takes place before Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. So and so it kind of takes place around the same time as the Solo Han Solo movie. I think that was a fun movie. Which Darth Maul also shows up. Yeah. In and Amelia Clark. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. And there's a new Star Wars sh- uh, cartoon called Bad Batch, which I'm also looking forward to watching. I think we're gonna finish Rebels before we start watching Bad Batch. There's a new show on Hulu, uh, starring friend of the show Patton Oswalt. Oh, I saw the commercials for that. He's he's. Like a, a big head Lego a guy. cylinder type Pretty guy. funny, gotta say. <laughs> All I know is that he's sh- a weird looking character that's shaped like a cylinder. Iron Man's in it, but it's played by someone else. Really? And, uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's a, it's Marvel based, right? Yeah. Which is weird because Patton Oswalt also played a different character in the Marvel Universe because he, he played like a side character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? Really? Yeah. There, he plays one of the guys... That works in like the office in Agents of Shield. He makes a cameo in like season two or three. Nice. I forget which which means he's one of the few people to play more than one Marvel character. Josh Brolin, of course, has plays Thanos, and he also plays Cable. Yep. Also in the Deadpool movie, but he looks a little bit different. To wrap up, spoiler alert: I just want to say, Fast and the Furious Nine comes oh out June twenty fifth. Why are you gonna talk about Fast and the Furious? Because you know I love Fast and oh, you know I'm I love so stupid. You know I love my Fast and the Furious, Chuck. And then Rick and Morty, uh, season five is coming out June twentieth. Yeah, dog. Happy Father's Day. And there's a new uh, a new teaser trailer for Rick and Morty season five that just came Sweet. out yesterday. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. I just need them to make another three seasons of Primal, and then I'll be happy. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for there to be another season of Primal. They are making. Another season. Gary Tedeschi. It's coming out soon. That's the same studio as Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, the same animation style as uh, Samurai Jack. Which is another really good Which is also Gary Tardeschi. <laughs> really nailed it. <laughs> Gary Tardeschi. Uh-huh. You just got to mumble your way through that guy's last name. Nobody knows exactly what his last name is. Not even he. Not not even he, says let's do, D. Let's do the quickest conspiracy cookbook. You think we got time for conspiracy let's cookbook? Let's just hammer it in, 
again, dude. All right, here we go. Conspiracy Cookbook is brought to us by Condoleezza's Rice. It'll advocate war crimes against, against hunger. hunger. And Thanks also for tuning by in to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Today's show is presented in part by Tom Brady's Gravy. All the ladies want Brady's Gravy. It'll deflate your hunger. Funding for the Biscuits and Gravy Show comes in part by Beethoven's Apartments. <laughs> now available for, for release. Conspiracy Cookbook is also brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Eggs. Make your eggs Benedict's. You so like, much you like going my, on my conspiracy cookbook voice? In the world of conspiracies, <laughs> Vincent Foti, as we touched upon earlier in the show, um, Epstein, back in the news, man. Uh, fun so, fact, we all were like, did Epstein kill himself? How could this have happened? The guards that were on duty the day Epstein killed himself, question mark, uh, went to court this week, and they had a plea bargain. And they admitted to falsifying court records and are going to have literally nothing done to them ever wrong. Right. And I don't know how big a lot of people are like outraged by this. They're like, I can't believe that these guards aren't going to do any time because they falsified records saying that they were supposed to be doing their job, but they weren't. They were actually sleeping and and browsing stuff on the Internet. And all I have to say is, first of all, Check your privilege, guys. Yeah, and it's not like these guards are hot enough to become <laughs> porn stars. Okay? Yeah, exactly. They nothing else to do. <laughs> these guys, these guys are stuck in the dead end job of being a prisoner. They can't just become strippers like Australian porn stars do. And and second of all, you know what? If you're a prison guard, unless your job is to stand and watch somebody twenty four hours a day, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna doze off. You're gonna take a nap. It's the middle of the night. They also testified that one of them was working a double shift because they were short staffed, which means he had been working two These shifts. These people planned about it. The new world order is ahead of your schedule, Vincent Foti. Right. Like first, if you're that concerned about your guards not sleeping on the job, maybe hire some more guards so they can get a good night's sleep. Did you ever think about that? No. Why would they? That's ca- planned obsolescence. That's what happens with capitalism: is that you start to incentivize the wrong things and then you have prison guards falling asleep and also here's the here's the real reason why i think this is a a big nothing burger is because the prison guards their job was to go around and check on jeffrey epstein every 30 minutes right yeah you know how long it takes to kill yourself not 30 minutes oh no (laughs) it doesn't take 30 minutes to kill yourself chuck so if Jeffrey Epstein really wanted to kill himself, even if the guards were checking on him every 30 minutes, like, he could have right. done it like, okay, see you in 30 minutes, and then killed himself, <laughs> and then they would have come back and they'd be like, oh, no, he's been dead for 29 minutes. I think if they really wanted him to, to not kill himself, it the guards wouldn't have been able to stop him. They would have had to have him on constant surveillance. They would have had him in a padded the, room or something, They would have had to have him hooked up to one of those machines like in the hospital where it's like, beep, beep. Yeah, and then if you die, you start flatlining, and they come in with the clear. With the, uh, with the clear. Clear. Now, he had dirt on everyone, or so we're told. It's so bizarre. I don't even know what to think anymore, Vincent Fody. Is he, like so many news stories, just put out there by the powers that be to distract us from real things going on? Or was he really a crux of a huge underground pedophile ring? I think at the end of the day, I think rich people get away with crimes. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but I think rich it's people true. get away with crimes. Everybody, if you're rich, you can pretty much do whatever you want. If you have a poor uncle and he's a criminal, you don't really like him. But if you have a rich uncle who's a criminal, that's a cool uncle. So, I I don't think there's much to the idea that the guards were paid off to allow him to kill himself. I think the real conspiracy would be whether or not somebody was able to get to him and kill him. Or did he die? Or did he die? Because that's the real conspiracy is that they were never able to like identify the body and the coroner was never really able to check it out. Yeah, so, and there and was a huge transfer of funds. <laughs> after he died, there was a huge transfer of funds out of his, the bank that he owned. So Jeffrey Epstein is probably living on an island somewhere, living it up. He, they probably faked his death. And Ghislaine Maxwell I'm a monster. going around taking all these women to go service him. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's in a lot of hot water right now. Yeah. And I don't mean she's because she's sitting in a hot tub with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean because <laughs> she got charged with like a thousand counts of... 
She's going to go down for it, man. Oh, lordy. Uh, I bet it wasn't the first time. Uh, so, guys, let's all, like, uh, do a little cognitive check here. And uh, let's not traffic any women. Let's not have a plane called the Lolita Express. Right. All right. Let's fight the powers that be. Let's fight the New World Order. All right. And let's I, do I some can't believe I can't believe I'm going to say this, but let's try to be a little bit more like Ashton Kutcher and a little bit less like Danny Masterson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our retro minute here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. All right, Chuck. You ready to get into uh, my favorite part More of the show? More than anything, Vincent Foti. Now we have reached the part of the show, which is arguably the best part of the show. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Is when Chuck tries to prove that he's the smartest buffalo in the room. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo is brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Blessings. You can't spell benediction without Benedict. Funding for Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo comes in part by a lovely community-minded celebrity sponsor, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise's Guide to Being an Uncle. For nephews and nieces, you need Sinise's. Today's show is presented in part by Dwayne Johnson's Wholesale Seafood. It isn't a rock. It's a rock lobster. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show here on KAKU. Coming up, we got the local show with DJ Tony Two Tokes. We got uh, the Maui Zan Show with Suzanne Cayenne. And uh, our show is underwritten today by a lovely community-minded celebrity sponsor, Benedict Cumberbatch's Pack Mules. Get unencumbered. And also, Benedict Cumberbatch's Dictionaries have no worries with Benedictionaries. What a great show I had here with you, Vincent Fodi. I can't wait to do this next week. Same gravy time, same biscuit place. And you know what? Because I'm fully vaccinated, I am allowed to go back into the KKU studios. I got to get my shot ASAP. Did like, you? Have you gotten your first one yet? No, I'm going to get Johnson & Johnson and just call it quits. I don't think that they're doing the Johnson & Johnsons anymore. No, it's back. It's They recalled it. Oh, they, and br- then oh, it, they brought yeah, it back? Yeah, it only made women die, so I'm, oh. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, then, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. All right, hold on. I don't like, sorry. And seizures. At work, you get like a mental health day, too. I right? do. I get an extra day for yeah, it. Yeah, so, so you can just take the day off, get your vaccine, and then we'll be back at the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater before you know it. Next Wednesday. I'm kind of looking forward Wednesdays. to it. It's been, how, it's been what, over a year over since a we've been year, live yeah. on the radio? Yep. And not just being rebroadcasted. Uh, but it, I'm happy to do it in the biscuit <laughs> bunker, baby. <laughs> I know. I love the bunker. We're yeah. in the bunker, baby. You're going to die. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, Chuck. You ready? Our first question comes from Sally in Los Angeles, California. Hey. The city of angels. Uh, Sally wants to know, St. Vincent is the largest island in what island chain? What island chain? I'll give you a hint. The island chain is named after... Uh, ma- one of the main ingredients in a Shirley Temple. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. The Sprite Islands. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not the Sprite Islands, Chuck. Alrighty, hold on. it's not cherry juice. It is. Uh, it's red, and you pour it. Oh, it's uh, grenadine. So the Grenadine, yeah. The Grenadines. Right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which actually was the name of a band I was in in high school. Really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that would be a good name for a band. St. Vincent is a band that plays with the Talking Heads founder right now. Yes, that's true. Okay. They're groovy. It's got the, the girl in the red jumpsuit, yep, right? and all the horns. Yes, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, fun fact, grenadine, a lot of people think that it's a cherry-based syrup. It's actually pomegranate-based. Oh, no way. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. Yummy. All right, our second question comes from Alexis in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Alexis wants to know, oh, this was based on the, the Nickelodeon thing that we were doing <laughs> earlier. What Nickelodeon show featured a girl that could turn into a metallic liquid? Christ almighty, Alex Mack, baby. The secret world of, of Alex, Alex Mack. Mack. Yes, you are correct. That was on SNCC, which is portmanteau for Saturday Night Nickelodeon. Ooh, they were rivaling ABC. She was hot. I had a crush on Alex Mack when I was a kid. It's okay. It's natural. <laughs> All right, you ready for the third question? The third question is always a sports question because, as we know, sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. Yeah, sports are stupid. Just let me know that right now. <laughs> Our final question comes from Jeff in Mockwell. Jeff wants to know, Gritty is the mascot for what team? What major sports team has a mascot named Gritty? 
Could you spell that, please? M A S C O T. F U. No. Mascot. Gritty. Gritty. G R I T T Y. Okay. Not How else gritty. would you spell well, gritty? Gritty with a D. Gritty. Gritty. Hmm. Oh, gritty. <laughs> like he's a giant. Like he's a giant grid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, gritty is the mascot for uh, the U.S. Shuttlecock League. Oh, I'm sorry. Gritty is the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers. What sport is that? Hockey. What? Are you, are you not familiar with the Flyers? No. <laughs> also, fun fact, Gritty looks like friend of the show Tony Two Tokes. Oh. But you got okay. two out of three, Chucky. You know what they say. Want you, and that also I means you. that that's the end of our show. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. So thanks for Jeff and Makawa for sending us that question, and thank you guys for spending your time listening to Biscuits and Gravy. Thanks I had a great biscuits time. Biscuits and Gravy, a part of your day, a part of your life. Thanks for liking us, subscribing. Thanks for visiting us at biscuitwars.com. Also, Biscuits and Gravy 808 on Instagram and Biscuits and Gravy 808 on Patreon. Sign up for our Biscuitier. Biscuitier. It's only a dollar a month. Email us at thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. And from me to you, hello. Gary Sinise.